The NCAA released a statement after Oklahoma State's press conference last week. The men's basketball team got a statement win and some TCU predictions all on today's episode of Locked On Pokes. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked On Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Pokes is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Lockdown Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast. Here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, I am your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked On Pokes. So, the NCAA released a statement today after Oklahoma State held their press conference last week. Obviously, things have gotten a little chippy. I'm not going to read the NCAA statement verbatim, but the thing that they're most angry about was Mike Boynton calling out these people that decided the fate of our Oklahoma State men's basketball team out by name. Here's my issue. First of all, when the NCAA released a statement that they were upholding the postseason ban and all the uh, recruiting probations that we were going to be put on, they named who was in charge of making this decision. They already put the names out. What Mike Boynton did was restate it. He didn't put out any information that wasn't already known. So it's wild that they're that upset about it when they're the first people that told us who made the decision. When it comes to the NCAA, let's start with the NCAA president, Mark Emmert. His past is littered with scandals from Montana State to UConn to LSU. He leaves destruction in his wake, uh, botched construction on campus, fibbing his way through academic fraud scandals, He's been in schools that have these huge scandals hit. Just as soon as he's out the door and on to the next place, there is a USA Today article all about it, all about his past and how gross of a scandal past he has. So it was wild for him to come out and be like, you know, it's, it's wild that he's this moral compass that we're supposed to listen to right now. It's hard to get behind that. And second of all, They're mad that we're mad? Of course we're mad. What did they think was going to happen? They thought we were going to hear this ruling and we'd go, okay, that makes total sense for a bunch of kids who are in high school and middle school when this all happened. We'll totally get behind it and support everything that you say. No, absolutely not. And they don't get to tell us that we can't be mad about it. It's insane to me that they didn't understand that this was what was going to happen. Now, I will say... In their statement today, they said that some of the people were were receiving threats. 
that's not cool. Some people suck, as my favorite comedian Tom Segura says. And, you know, I, I don't do that. Don't threaten people. They're doing what they think their job is. But the point is, you made a decision, first of all, on a time frame that is just insane. Drew it out way too long. A week before the season starts, that's ridiculous. Second of all, you made a decision based on something that happened years ago and that people at the school shouldn't be paying for, that the kids shouldn't be paying for. Make the school pay for it, fine us, whatever. But these kids that had nothing to do with it, literal children, some of them at the time when this happened, to uphold them to something that they weren't a part of it all is absolutely insane. And it's wild that they think that we weren't going to be mad about it. I don't understand how they didn't see this coming. You had to be absolutely, you you had to be turning a blind eye to what was happening if you thought that the fan base, the students, hell, every everybody in the Big 12, everybody that's seeing this happening, we have people from OU, we've got people from all over the Big 12 that understand why this is so messed up, that are on our side. And the NCAA is mad about information that they put out that Mike Boynton then repeated and then they come out and put this reply out like we're in the middle of a high school DM fight and say well that wasn't very nice that you didn't like that thing that we did to you I'm sorry that that the fans are mad but I I truly don't think they couldn't have seen this coming and to put out that reply first of all not very head of the business like it it felt very I don't know that the NCAA has ever done that replied to somebody's statement on a ban I am interested to see what comes of it they're talking about well we've got to figure out a way to make the people that work for the NCAA safer and like I said I don't think we should be throwing threats around about college basketball you know we can't control everybody some people go rogue that happens in fact it happened to the Oklahoma State coaching staff when Lamont Evans went rogue. So, you know, it's it's something we got to deal with. It just feels very weird and out of place. I'm sure there is a lot more to come from this story. I can't wait for the 30-30 uh, in a couple years. So next up, I haven't got a chance because this week has been such a whirlwind to talk about Oklahoma State's win over UT Arlington. We're going to talk about that, but first... This episode of Lockdown Pokes is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. I think we can all agree that McDonald's, after a win, is much better after a, uh, you know, the McDonald's loss, but both very good. I can cry into a McDouble the same way I can celebrate a victory with a McDouble. McDonald's is that beacon of light on log road trips. It holds you like when you need a burger and a Dr. Pepper. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say a Lockdown Pokes watch party? Thank you for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, we finally got to start the basketball season. Now, of course, last week we kind of got that kick in the teeth. That being said, we're still there to support our men's college basketball team. 
they played against UT Arlington like a team mad about an NCAA postseason ban. They came out. They made noise quick. The defense played absolutely lights out, in particular in that first half. Now, Mike Boynton, since he's taking over, since he's taken over head coaching duties, has been very vocal about bringing defense to Gallagher Iba Arena. As we all know, Henry Iba really pushed defense as well. Mike Boynton wants to keep that legacy alive, so he's very, very vocal about keeping our defense, uh, you know, up to snuff. They were playing full court press up almost 40 points. I mean, he didn't even give uh, UT Arlington a chance. We had five double-digit players. At one point in the first half, the defense held UT Arlington scoreless for over seven minutes. I think the exact time was like 7.25, 7.26. I could go through every player's stats, but y'all can Google those. I mean... That's not what you come here for. I don't want to just recite numbers to you. Cissé, Anderson, Thompson, the Boone Twins, Williams. I could go on, but I won't. They all played fantastic. Really, everybody that saw the court played really well. The energy was electric. It was super cool seeing the student section surround the court at Gallagher-Iba Arena to be on every side of the court with students. Was was very cool to see. I think the energy really showed, and it was awesome that they're all there you know, on a on a Tuesday for a out-of-conference game. I love to see that energy, and that is 100% Mike Boynton. He is the reason that these students show up. You know, he has, he has us all completely believing in the team he's put together. We believe in these kids, and, and we're going to go support him, and I think that's very cool. I think it's really paid dividends for this Oklahoma State basketball team. Now, I do have to talk about this, and this is kind of... <laughs> This is kind of obscure, but walk-ons Weston Church and Carson Sager both got a chance to see the court at the end of the game. Sager hit both his free throws cold off the bench in his moment. He's on the court. You know, he's like, this is this might be my only chance at points ever. And I'm going to tell a little anecdote. I played basketball in eighth grade. I did not suit up most of the time. I'm not very good. I'm tall, not very coordinated. In ninth grade... Mostly the same people on the team. And the coach, the first game of the season, says that I'll be starting. And me and everyone else in that locker room were like, "Mm, I don't know if that's the right choice. And it was because I knew the playbook. I'd studied it frontwards and backwards. I knew it from every position. I knew that was my, that's my only leg up on the competition because I'm not coordinated enough to actually play basketball, but I could memorize these plays. So... Get out there, get fouled, go to the free throw line. I airball both. So when Sager went out there and hit his free throws, I had some, I was like, oh, I remember being in that position. So good on him for making those. And then Church at the end of the game, I'm sorry, I don't mean to giggle, could have ran the clock out, instead took it to the rim, missed, rebounded his own shot and went back up for the points. I love it from a like, you got to get out there and hustle standpoint, but I couldn't stop thinking about after the game is like, is Mike Boyden going to make him run for that? Cause the morally correct thing, you know, the right thing to do this good sportsmanship thing to do would have been to run that clock out. But how many times is Western church going to see the court? And he got his points. I mean, I can see it from both. <laughs> I can see it from both angles, but it did make me giggle 
because I remember playing sports. I know I would have been running for that. That being said, Mike Boynton, he wanted a statement win and his players delivered in a very big way. They played a fantastic game of basketball from start to finish. You know, UT Arlington got up 1-0 right out of the gate for a technical foul, changing the lineup uh, with less than 10 minutes before tip-off. It was a mistake that happened, but UT Arlington led for 30 seconds, and then Oklahoma State took over, and that was really all she wrote. I love to see that from the team. I think they played fantastic basketball. They really moved the ball well. The energy was great. Takeaways, fantastic rebounds, blocks. I mean, they really did everything and and everybody got a chance to see the court. So that's what we want to see in early games like that. Next up, just a couple of predictions for the TCU matchup. But first, BetOnline got a total makeover with a whole new look to start the basketball season. It's still the number one place, though, for all of your football and basketball action this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Basketball, baseball, football, NFL coaching staffs, whatever you want to bet on, head to the new website or mobile app and use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Remember to use promo code locked on to receive your welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. It's my favorite time of the week, dropping a couple player predictions. I did not do so great last week, but that's okay. We're going to rebound this week. I said yesterday with Steven Simcox that I think the Cowboys win this game 35-13. to I am going to stand by that, so I won't dive into final score predictions. But give me Spencer Sanders has another 60% plus completion, completion percentage game. I think Spencer Sanders is playing some of his best football right now. He's making good decisions with the football. His chemistry with his wide receivers continues to build. Tay Martin has looked exceptional since the early drop and injury issue. He's been playing fantastic. Brennan Presley is becoming a sure-handed wide receiver. He's playing really good football right now. So I just think that chemistry is going, going to continue to build with the offense. When I talk about Spencer Sanders' good decisions, I think he's really making good decisions the last couple games. In particular, though, what sticks out to me about the step that Spencer Sanders has taken this season was last week against West Virginia. He had that early interception, and he bounced back so well. And that's something that I haven't seen out of Spencer Sanders. So I think that that has really boosted my confidence for him going out the rest of the season. So I think he continues to put up another really great game. Give me defense holding TCU to another sub 100 yard rushing game. The Oklahoma State run defense, like the pass defense is so good. And then you look at the run defense and you're like, oh, that might be even better. And on top of that, TCU's running back room is a total mess right now. Just taken out completely by injuries As of now, it looks like they've got one scholarship running back ready to go. Now, Chandler Morris showed an ability to rush against Baylor, but I think they can shut him down too. So if they have to really lean into the passing game, it'll be interesting to see how our secondary responds. I think Jim Knowles will get it handled, but 
it it's going to be an interesting game because I think the run game for TCU, it'll be interesting to say, and Steven Simcox talked about this on our crossover episode yesterday, but it'll be interesting to see if they even attempt to get a running game going. They may just abandon it completely right out of the gate. They know what they're facing in this defense. They know what they have in their running back room. So it, it's something I'm definitely keeping an eye on tomorrow, but I think the defense can keep uh, their sub 100 yard rushing attack uh, defense intact. Lastly, I've been on Jalen Warren for two weeks, but his carries have gone down significantly. He was getting 20 plus 25 plus carries a game for four games in a row. And we saw Kansas where he was able to get a lot of rest because we just uh, won so big. And then against West Virginia, you know, the offense was working, but mostly the defense did its job almost perfectly. And so we didn't have to rely on the run game. That being said, with the induction of Barry Sanders, I'll let the universe dictate me and lead me to a good game for the star running back this week. At least a touchdown, and he finds triple-digit yards. I really do believe that. I think he has that in him this week, depending on you know how the offense reacts right out of the gate. Before we get out of here, remember that TCU game this weekend is a blackout game, so wear your black with your orange accents instead of the other way around. Dress appropriately. Be very loud. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Make sure to check back in tomorrow before the basketball game tip-off against Oakland. Now go make your second listen Locked On Big 12. Get all of your daily Big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with Big 12 expert Josh Neighbors, free and available on all platforms. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!